Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn. We are talking about what were you thinking? Talking this week about Jesus asking him that question. What were you thinking when you chose your team? Those 12 guys that did life with you. Jesus' ministry was only three years. And with the disciples, the 12 guys he chose to be his teammates and to prepare them to go spread the good news, the gospel, that God wants to have a personal relationship with you through Jesus. The 12 guys that he entrusted to go spread this throughout the world and to build uh, church, I mean, uh, very, very important decision. But we looked at yesterday that uh, Jesus didn't do it the way that we would have done it. And if you missed yesterday's program, really would encourage you to go check out that 14-minute program. You can go to our website, hopeisheretoday.org. That's hopeisheretoday.org. And find the podcast there or whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Or we have a YouTube channel, Hope Is Here. My name, Greg Horn, H-O-R-N. Hope you'll subscribe to that. But we looked at Andrew, the first of the 12 disciples that Jesus called. Andrew met Jesus, and he went and chose his brother. He wanted to go find his brother. He said, i got to find my brother because I want you, Simon, which later became Peter, to, to meet Jesus. And I closed yesterday's program, and I want to open today's program with the same question that I finished yesterday with on Monday. Who are you going to bring to meet Jesus this year? You know, it was a big deal for Andrew, even though his brother was more outgoing, more uh, uh, kind of a leader-type personality and is mentioned and kind of known as the leader of the disciples. Yet Andrew's like, oh, I've met Jesus, the Messiah. I've got to go tell my brother. And he brought him immediately to meet Jesus. So, you know, we want to be a part of Jesus' team. I know I do. And one of the ways we do that is by bringing people to meet Jesus. And I want to ask you this year, how are you going to do that? More importantly, who are you going to do that? I know when I asked that question, somebody came to mind when I asked that question, who are you going to bring to meet Jesus in 2024, just like Peter did over 2,000 years ago when he went to find his brother, he wanted him to meet Jesus. You know, a lot of times I know friends are like, you know, how do we do that? And I mean, you know, one, most importantly, just spending time with people. You know, people that don't know Jesus, the old saying goes, people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And I just want to encourage you that that person that came to mind, the Holy Spirit prompted you when I said, who do you need to bring to meet Jesus in 2024? That you're intentional about trying to spend time with them each month, maybe even bi-weekly if possible. And, you know, it could be over a cup of coffee, over a meal, or to watch a ball game. Uh, you know, obviously a great way is to invite them to go to church. Or maybe it's to read the Bible with you. And I know we're already getting into the 18th of January, or 19th, should I say. Uh, time's flying this year already. Tuesday, January 19th. I'm sorry, actually January 16th. <laughs> uh, better to be uh, early than late, right? <laughs> January 16th, okay. But... You know what? There's lots of great plans that you can find out there. Maybe ask somebody to do that together with you. I personally like the BibleRecap.com. Good reading plan comes along with an eight-minute podcast or YouTube video that kind of recaps what you've read for the day. So I think that'd be a lot of fun. 
Uh, the other thing is invite them to turn, attend special events with you at a church. Uh, invite them to come to church with you. Uh, if you don't have a church home, uh, you know, sometimes people just strolling, uh, st- driving down the road, scanning the radio s- stations, and they come up on WJMA. If you don't have a church home, love to have you come join me at Gardenside Christian Church on a Sunday morning. We have worship service at 1030. We'd love to have you there. But, you know, invite people to come join you for a church service. Uh, you know, one of the most important things you can do is pray for people. You know, specifically pray for them. And uh, I'm trying to come up with a list of specific people. I pray for lots of different people all the time. But, you know, I want to specifically help uh, some people meet Jesus in 2024. And here, here's what I know. You know, in, in doing ministry now for over 20 years, uh, most of you know I got a little later start in life. But the thing that I've seen, the majority of people who have come to faith was because of a person who showed them Jesus. They introduced them to Jesus. I mean, a sermon may have helped, no doubt about it. A sermon may have helped them. But quite often, it's because of another person. All right? And so I just want to encourage you to say, you know, hey, I want you to do that. Uh Got a lady that I know named Phyllis Milburn. She's great about just through her contacts, her sphere of influence, through her job and social network, inviting people to church. And uh, she teaches a Sunday morning class, and she's just really good at that. And there's been people who have gotten baptized that uh, in the past year because of that. And, man, I love that when that happens. Also, just want you to know that, you know, man, I mean, there's nothing greater than feeling. You say, well, you're in ministry, Greg. You've been doing Hope is Here for six years. You've been in ministry over 20 years. But you know, friends, I'll tell you what, I had as much impact when I was not in ministry because I could talk with people in my business, my sports world, relationships, because they let their walls down. When people hear I'm a pastor now or have a ministry called Hope is Here and a radio program, podcast, YouTube video, they automatically kind of, change their tune and so to speak or they you know put their guard up and don't want to share the struggles they have because they feel like they have to be perfect because they're around a person in ministry and you know on one hand i understand that but on the other hand it really disappoints me because i just want people to be who they are man i'm just a I'm I'm a sinner that was saved by Jesus and by God's grace and i'm just a fellow beggar looking for a piece of bread you know looking for the bread of life, Jesus Christ. And so I want to encourage your friends to just really be intentional. And I know somebody came to mind, and I pray that you will start being intentional about a relationship with them and most and first and foremost, praying for them. The second time that we look in the Bible where Andrew is mentioned is in John chapter 12, verses 20 through 28. And it says there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip then went to Andrew. And then Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. You know, friends, uh, you know how it is. Sometimes somebody asks you something, you're like, Mm, I could do that, but you know what? I know this other person that they definitely can ask the person that they want to request a meeting with. And so obviously Andrew had influence because Philip was like, hey, let's go to Andrew. And then since Andrew agreed, 
Philip said, hey, let's go meet Jesus. And, you know, that I think it's just such a cool thing that Andrew definitely had a great relationship with Jesus. And the other guys, the other teammates and disciples were like, hey, we know Andrew is close. He's in that probably that top four out of those 12. Peter, James, and John were kind of Jesus' closest three guys. But Andrew obviously was right there with them. And I love that. And want to ask who is it that you could help you know, in a relationship today with a connection, whether it's obviously a spiritual relationship, but it could be a business, a social relationship too. But here's what's so powerful about this passage of Scripture and Andrew and the impact Andrew has. Jesus, once they went to meet Jesus, Andrew and Philip, Jesus shared about his upcoming death. Did it? He said, in verse 23 of John chapter 12, Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it only remains a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone hates their life in this world, they will keep it for eternal life. Jesus went on to say, whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. And then, so powerful, verse 27 and 28 in John chapter 12, Jesus finishes up this conversation with Andrew and Philip and uh, these people that they brought to Jesus. He says, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Oh, friends, I love that. Man, Jesus predicted, hey, I'm getting ready to go through this horrific death. He doesn't tell them. They don't know it's going to be horrific, but he knows it's going to be horrific. On top of the crucifixion on the cross, which is brutal enough in himself, he's going to be arrested. He's going to be flogged, whipped 39 times a crown of thorns placed on his head. And yet, he says, do I ask Father, save me from this upcoming hour? No, this is the very reason I came. Father, glorify your name. And so I want to ask you, just like Jesus bring glory to God, knowing what upcoming pain's coming, how can you glorify God through a challenging season of life that you've been in the past or maybe you're even currently in? And friends, that's when our faith becomes real and that's when we mature in our faith and we can share our faith and where we can model Jesus, more importantly, okay? Yes, sharing our faith is great, but more, I believe, is caught than taught. In other words, people want to see Jesus before they want to hear about and when friends, people see how we handle adversity and disappointment. And sometimes I've done that well. And unfortunately, I have to share, sometimes I've not handled adversity as God-honoring as I would like to have handled that. And ask God to help me do a better job this year in 2024 with trials and tribulations and to bring the name of Jesus, honor and glory. But it's interesting, a person that models this as well as anybody I know is Joni Erickson Tata. Uh, maybe you know her. Uh, she has a powerful story. Uh, unfortunately, in uh, July, 
1967. She was 17 years old, just a teenager having fun. She drove into, dove into the Chesapeake Bay after misjudging the shallowness of the water in the bay. She had a fracture between the fourth and fifth cervical vertebrae and became a quadriplegic, paralyzed from the shoulders down. Can you imagine that happening? Just being a normal teenager, diving in the Chesapeake Bay and enjoy a good swim, and then that happens? During her two years of rehabilitation, Joni experienced anger, depression, suicidal thoughts, and religious doubts about her faith. However, during her occupational therapy, she learned to paint with a brush between her teeth and began selling her artwork. Joni also uh, uh, writes this way, uh, she has a voice recognition software, and to date, she's written now over 40 books, and she's recorded several musical albums, and she is uh, she actually starred in an autobiography, autobiogra <laughs> say that fast three times, about a movie about her own life. And she's an advocate for people with disabilities. So I think about her, and I recently was listening to the radio, 99.1 FM, WJMM, and uh, Faith Talk with Dr. James Dobson, or Family Talk, should I say, was on with James Dobson, and he had her as a guest, and it was a replay of the best of his programs in the over-20-year history of this. And this aired from 2010, so I just assumed Joni Erickson Tato was going to be talking about her story. And every time I hear it, I've heard it several times, it always blesses me because her faith is amazing considering the circumstances she has been dealt. But unfortunately, she had another update about another just challenging situation she had to deal with. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I hope you'll join us again tomorrow as I'm going to share about this powerful new challenge that Joni Erickson Tata had, and I know you'll be blessed by it like I was. Thanks for listening. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Did you know that Hope Is Here is also available on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter? You can find all of these at Hope Is Here Lex. Also, check out the daily one-minute Cup of Hope, available on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter that helps you keep your cup hopeful. To find out more information, go to our website, www.hopeisheretoday.org. That's www.hopeisheretoday.org.